An imagined series of puzzling artefacts left by a time-travelling civilization has taken out this year's top Portage Ceramic Award for their creator, Richard Penn. His collection's called Artefacts, and he'll describe the mind-bending premise in more detail in a moment. To help you, though, there's a photograph of his winning work on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash standing room only. Well, Richard and his family moved to Aotearoa from South Africa just a couple of years ago. Since then, he's taught ceramics at Elam School of Fine Arts at the University of Auckland and at Otago Polytechnic and held residencies at Auckland Studio Potters and at Driving Creek Pottery in the Coromandel. I spoke to Richard a little earlier to find out about his winning entry that he explains is part of a much larger body of work. These works are part of a, a kind of much larger project where I'm trying to imagine the artifacts, the remnants of, of a lost civilization. And for me, my love of science fiction also, um, also makes it more interesting that, that this is a civilization that comes from the future. And kind of those objects were buried in the ground and kind of traveled back in time, acted on by the uh, natural elements in the same way as something from the, from the past comes to us. And... Yeah, kind of arrives in our presence. The next obvious question, Richard, really uh, to help the listeners picture this, is to describe some of them. I mean, some are, are clearly machine parts, so you can see the cogs and, and we would instantly recognise them. But what else have you created as part of this? That The, the work that is on the portage was started in, in the Coromandel when I was at Driving Creek, doing a residency up there. And it started by finding a cog that was lying around because you know that uh, Driving Creek is, is is a railway and it's a potteries developed and built by Barry Brickle. And there's just lots of machine parts all over the place. And I, I've been making machine parts for quite a long time now out of ceramic. And I took this one piece that I found and I made it out of this. And I wanted to use this orange clay that you get up in the Coromandel, Coro Gold. And I made this piece. And then there was this idea of it's a really solid kind of machine part, like a cog, what would happen? Like what's going on inside that solid metal? Are there supporting walls? How much of that external uh, shape or external cladding can I take off and to, to see what's happening inside it? So almost the machine, you know, what is supporting it? So I started to strip it down. And as I was stripping it down, I, it, it, it reminded me of another interest of mine, which is, which is diatoms. There's a microscopic, um, unicellular organisms that live in the sea that, that give us a lots of that give us most of our oxygen and they I started to kind of combine the diatoms with the machine parts and they started to look kind of familiar again it's this kind of play between familiarity and unfamiliarity and I started to strip this form down until it was as stripped down as it could possibly be and that was a series that, that read quite nicely and then when I came back to Auckland back home to Auckland I was able to look at other shapes that I've been working on and do a similar kind of process. Um, so I like to, and I'm sure I'll come back to this this way of working with other shapes in the future. But but that was like a, a thought process and a body of work that came together really nicely and, and brought about this body that found its way onto Portage. It was just the right time bracketed nicely together. I've made these um, imagined star like cosmologies as well, these big wall. I've, I've, I've done one at the moment, but a, a really big wall piece that's made out of these black ceramic plates that I've uh, kind of knit together with copper wire. There's one particular shape that I use, which is drawn from the old Hubble telescope images, 
where the one camera that was made up of four cameras and the one camera had to be shrunk down because it had a different resolution to the others. And it created, when you knitted the four cameras together, when you were looking at an image that Hubble took, um, it, it created this almost like, like the stealth bomber shape because they had to shrink the one corner down. So, you know, drawing from artifact, because that, that, that itself, that, that shape is an artifact of, of how it was recorded. So that shape has found its way into many of my drawings and paintings and now into the ceramics as well. Also, there's, there's drawings. I do these, what, what I call scan drawings, which are a kind of meditation on how we know so much about things that are not with us. So we, we can know so much about planets that are so far away from us because of the technology that we can use, that we, we can point our, our spectrometers at a tiny planet that we'll never see and never get to. But the information that comes back will tell us that that planet has, you know, has these elements in its atmosphere. So our technology has kind of transcended our ability, our kind of human frailties. So I draw these, I use these, I do this very painstaking kind of scanning drawings of of things that might be underground. I call some of them um, subsurface travelogues. Some of my drawings look like land masses that, that are kind of familiar yet not familiar. Uh, so all of these things I want to be bringing together into this larger body of like an imagined, a world, an imagined world or an imagined civilization. So what next? I mean, would we see, are you working towards perhaps a gallery space where you can put those big ceramics, these artifacts, ceramics, the drawings, to tell this big story that's been uh, involving you for so long? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really wanting to do that. I've got a very small studio in my, in my home in, in Mount Albert. And so there isn't even much space to to create these works and, and see them. You know, you want to be able to look at them as they relate to one another, but I'm, I'm make, kind of making them and then taking them down to the garage. Um, <laughs> but there's, I, can, I can see it in my mind that there's this, I would really love to have a kind of multimedia drawings, floor pieces, wall pieces, artifacts, objects, that will communicate this 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 larger project that I'm that I'm really interested in. Just those opportunities need to you know I need to I need to go after those opportunities. This win, Richard, what does it mean for you? It's 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 very very important. I um we 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 came here. My family and I came here in in about two years ago. My wife Robin is also an artist, and we, we you know we don't have jobs. We're kind of trying to make our careers as artists here, and it's been difficult. It's been amazing and wonderful, but it's been difficult. And I think that what I'm hoping is that this, I mean, this is what an amazing award to, to have achieved. It's the best one I could possibly have achieved and hopefully it will open some doors. And um, cause in the long term, uh, we, we're here to stay and we, we want to make our, our careers as artists. So something like this is just so, so very important. I was wondering, because you were talking about that clay um, up at the late Barry, bless him, uh, his property and the, the properties of that clay. Is it very different to the clay you're working with back home? That's very different. Um, that clay, I wanted to use that clay entirely to make my work, but you, you, it's, it's got no plasticity because it comes straight out the ground and is just put through a pug mill and, and it, there's, no, there's no additives in it. So... The way I work is to I work with slabs, and you just can't roll those uh, that that clay into slabs; it just cracks. 
So I landed up using a kind of commercial clay to make the works. But then I, I converted the, the Cora Gold clay into a slip, which is then painted on, which is what gives it its rusted appearances. So the Cora Gold, I landed up using it in that way as, as a slip rather than as, a, as the body itself. But I think um, my, my work never really looks African. I'm from South Africa, but it feels like I came to New Zealand and I had to go to to the Coromandel and get this clay that comes out of this forest in the Coromandel to achieve something that actually, perhaps not in the works that are on on the portage, but in other works I'm working on that, that suddenly look incredibly African because you've got this red this red clay, which is so reminiscent of the, the high felt uh, red sand that you get in the felt up in where, where I lived. And one of the works I'm making is almost like a, um, like a, like an anthill, like a termite mound with this red clay. So I'm suddenly feeling like I'm making more African type kinds of works, but I had to come all the way to New Zealand and the Coromandel to find that expression. Oh, how interesting. What about the properties yeah. of it too, not just the look and the colour perhaps, but because, of course, when it was ceramics, you're getting your fingers right in the clay. And do they yeah. feel different as well when, when you're working with them? Well, the clays I worked with in South Africa were commercial clays. So this is really the first time that I was able to get into the kind of raw materials themselves. And so obviously there's a big difference between working with, with stuff that comes straight out the ground that has no additives than working with the smooth kind of perfected clay that you can buy in the shops. And I think there's a lot, what's interesting about that is that there's a lot more working out that you have to do. You have to think a lot more about what this clay can be used for and what it can't be used for. And that if you've got too many fixed ideas about what you want to do and what you want to achieve, you can't force those fixed ideas on the clay. And if, if the clay is the priority, then you have to change your ideas. You have to modify your ideas to fit the clay. And I, I really enjoyed that process up in Coromandel. I'd love to just thank Auckland Studio Potters. You know, coming from a new country into a country where you don't know anyone, you've got no network, very little family. And I fell into a residency at Auckland Studio Potters and they that community, that potting community, which is not just Auckland Studio Potters, but through to Coromandel and through I'm teaching at the Clay Centre as well now and Fiona Jack from Elam. It's just been an amazing community to have kind of found myself in. They've made a very stressful, what could have been a very stressful transition, just absolutely beautiful and amazing and they're generous and I love them and thank you. Richard Penn, Premier Award winner at this year's Portage Ceramic Award. All the winners' works are on show at Te Uru in Titirangi.